unpacking the many crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to episode four of Identity Crisis Collective. And it is the episode you have been waiting for, the the second half, really, of Chloe's Guide to the Internet. I know, we've had many people say, why did you split this into two episodes? And the simple answer was, if I didn't, it would be like 50 minutes long. And frankly, no one's going to sit through that. So here we are. I'm sorry for teasing this out to you, but, you know, I had to do it. So here we are. Um, there is a content warning for this episode. If you haven't seen the show notes, maybe have a quick gander now. But really, I need to start by asking this, Chloe. Who else is on our list of terrible people? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Got, I have so- got a list and it's... And it, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about like terrible people in terms of H3H3, so not we're pivoting. We're not talking about Trisha anymore. We're talking about H3H3, but they all come together, right? Right. Keemstar. <laughs> is a monster is an absolute monster like honestly i think the worst person on the internet in my humble opinion my honest opinion not defamation okay so i think he is one of the worst people like alive currently okay so the the last i heard of keemstar was when i was in high school so i was mm-hmm. 17 um i'm now in my 20s so that's that's some time has passed did he still I mean he was a joke back then like he was trying to drama alert was this punchline for a lot of people because how stupid you're trying to make content out of drama and here we are having spent at least half an hour at this point (laughs) discussing drama Um, yeah how how is he still relevant number one both as as a rhetorical question and as a genuine line of inquiry and also like how is he being horrible i didn't think he was super relevant either i only found out about him because of h3h3 and like ethan actively talking about him trying to ruin his life constantly oh, okay. but he gets like an average of 1 million views per video and yeah that's not a whole lot when you think of the grand scheme of the internet but like a million people is kind of a lot of people to be listening to words that come out of his mouth especially when those words are like our word apologist this uh, things and right. like acting as if our word is not possible because people can close their legs and things like that like just really really gross stuff that should not be spoken about ever and shouldn't be spoken about on the internet and allowing like perpetuating things other people to say more awful things and then it's just like a cycle of bad people on the internet basically and it's not only that like he has a daughter, which like makes me really sad, <laughs> like genuinely really, really sad oh, because it's, it's hard to see bad men who think poorly of women raise daughters because it just sets them up like behind from the very beginning, more than women already are behind. Very, so, uh, that's and a, that's, like that's he, a very comprehensive answer. That's a, that, yeah. is, that answers my question extremely well. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, like he, him and Ethan from HDHD have like had beef forever because he has said some really awful things about Ethan and Hila and also their entire production team like has said awful things about them and like attacked their spouses and just and like tried to get every single one of their videos copyright striked and get their whole channel taken down and everything. Like he is just awful town and like gone after like H3H3's son, like Hila and Ethan's son and like gone after him and said bad things about a literal two year old. Like that's so, like that's so much, (laughs) literally. 
so much. Well, you, you like, know, two so, year olds, so two year olds, obviously causing heaps of problems oh, on the internet. Absolute so trash. They need, absolute be, they need to be brought down a peg. <laughs> they really do. Like toddlers, just like stop trying. Really, <laughs> toddlers. If you're listening, you've got it too good. Yeah. Speaking of toddlers, we are moving on to the one, the only, James Charles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just a sigh. Just a big sigh. Yeah, this is... Okay, so there are clearly some names on this list that I've heard of and I'm aware uh-huh. of, loosely aware of drama involving. And um, Yeah, this is yet another example of ones where I have to consider what does and doesn't make it into the podcast. So, Chloe, take it away. <laughs> Yes. So everything that has gone wrong in James Charles's life in the past year has been because of frenemies. And I really think that that's important because like I said, T channels will take exactly what they say on frenemies and run with it. And then it's spread over the entire internet. Because even if you don't watch this, if if you don't watch T spill, then you're watching viewers choice. Like you're watching it doesn't matter. Like you're always getting this information fed to you. Sorry, and James they, Charles. That, I'm so I'm so sorry. Are those names of T channels? Yes. What? Yes, they oh, Joy. Uh, I'm losing faith in humanity in real time. Okay, right. But you've heard, like, you know what's going on with James Charles. Everyone knows what's going on with James Charles, and it's because of T channels. So, yeah, like, okay. I'm right. Oh no, 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 no. That, that was not a criticism of you. I've got plenty of those, and that's not, not, not that wasn't it. It was just if you're gonna name your, oh no, no, it's, 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 I can't even bring myself to say if you're gonna name a T channel, God, viewers' choice, really? That's the best you can yeah. come up with. <laughs> God. Absolutely. So, James Charles has been outed as a predator. Like, we're just going to state yep. the facts. And he openly admitted to being a predator, but just chose to kind of ignore it. Like, he was like, I'm really sorry that I sent explicit text messages and pictures to underage people, but it wasn't my fault. And that was, like, his apology. Like... That's not okay. And the only reason he was called out for it is because of Trisha Paytas and H3H3. Because it all, like, before anything else, it started with Trisha being like, hey, super creepy that James Charles hangs around with Charlie D'Amelio even though she's 16 and he's 21. And it's like, that's okay. But it is, it all stems back to Trisha's life and the people that she hung out with when she was underage that took advantage of her. And so she sees every, like, every person on the internet that hangs out with someone under the age of 18. She's like, uh, uh, that, I see you. I'm watching you. Don't you? That, uh, uh. And so James Charles got, like, rocked. Like, Trisha was like, I saw everything and you will not hide from me. I'm trying to muster up the energy to sound like I'm not losing faith in the world <laughs> um, and that maybe we should just shut YouTube down. Just forever. Um, Well, like, that is, like, a thing that could happen. But also, at the same time, I literally would have nothing to do with my time. Like, that's what I do. If I have a day off, I'm spending 12 hours watching YouTube videos. And that's that's it. Like, why why else would I do anything else? (laughs) I I think there's an interesting point to be made about how YouTube is, or in this case, isn't regulated. And I wonder Mm -hmm. whether we're going to get to a stage of moral panic based on people like James Charles and Jeffrey Star and all the all the bad faith people that we've mentioned in quite detail in this episode mm-hmm. um, and that there's going to be enough panic in society over it and that a government somewhere is going to go actually we need to start regulating this like we'd regulate a TV show 
And that in itself doesn't seem like these people are doing bad things sort of off camera and that may not change that. But I think it would have a massive culture shift if that was the case. So I wonder whether this could be a detriment to YouTube. I mean, we're seeing, so the as we record today, the big story that's come out is OnlyFans is going to move away from sexually explicit content. Um, and that's a much more nuanced conversation, but basically it's because the um, the companies that allow that service to make money and quite literally make money, it's the visas and the MasterCards of the world, the payment gateways, um, have decided that it's too much of a risk for them. So while a little bit different, and I'm not trying to correlate the two, but there is a, a, a sort of these big culture shifts can happen quite quickly is the point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make, right? So no one thought a year ago that OnlyFans would just shut down or would stop allowing sexually explicit content on their platform because that's the entire platform. That's what it was popularized with. Right, yeah. YouTube. You could not imagine YouTube, for instance, not having T channels, which is a phrase mm-hmm. that I've learned exists today. But <laughs> th- those shifts could happen, and I just wonder whether this is going to only hurt YouTube in the long run if it doesn't start to clamp down this sort of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, even like in the case of David Dobrik, who was also cancelled by Friends and Frenemies, um, he YouTube took action in this case, which isn't a thing that happens super often and even and with James Charles as well YouTube took action which is like not a very common thing to do generally YouTube is just like what's up we don't care like do whatever you want but because of the more sexual I guess yeah sexual um nature of the inappropriate content that they were posting on the internet um YouTube was like ugh I guess we'll do something about it if we have to. Like, they, they really don't care. And and it's, it is something that's important because even with all social media platforms, realistically, 15 years is not super old. Like, yeah, that sounds like a really long time ago. And YouTube was, like, a pioneer, same way as, like, Facebook was for social media. But there still is not regulations and there is not just laws that help people out with things like that and being able to say this thing that is inappropriate is happening, I need to sue X, Y, Z. I've been thinking about this a little bit um, prior to this episode and I'm, I'm not, I don't have a consistent view, but I wonder whether we need to set a time limit on content, whether we need to say that a YouTube video shouldn't be accessible for 15 years. It should be accessible for five years, 10 years, and then we move on. And yeah. I wonder what impact that would have. Because I, I get... I, and the thing is, though, if we did do that, the, the the downside is that a lot of the drama, if they're if it's coming from people who weren't famous at the time, they weren't notable at the time, and people have just gone through and dug into their history of um, things that they might have said when they were younger, um, th- that may not happen. They may not be able to find abhorrent things from people's past. And I guess it, it probably depends on a case-by-case basis whether that's a mm-hmm. good idea or not. You know, there'll be people who said terrible things because they were young and uneducated and they've moved on and they've learnt from that and they've, you know, tried to make amends as best they can. There'll be other people, and we've listed some of them, who couldn't give a damn. So mm-hmm. I know that we would lose that. If we put a time limit on content, we would lose that. But I just I can't see there being... A huge amount of relevance to someone trying to be funny in 2006 in 2021 because most humor like you watch a sitcom from the mid 2000s how bad is it dated forget i'm not saying it's offensive oh, yeah. necessarily but just think about how much yeah. it's dated 
right? Absolutely. Whether it's offensive is not the point. It's the fact it's dated. Now, then you consider things are offensive and you go, well, maybe... I don't know. I don't think we're losing a lot. I don't think... If I couldn't watch a Shane Dawson video from the mid to late 2000s, I'm not going to cry over it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And I don't think most of his audience now would either because they Mm -hmm. weren't around then. You know, yeah, and we're dealing with channels exactly right. who they they have a particularly young audience. Now they may not they might be people our age, but fifteen years ago we were six or yeah. you know six or seven, and that's that's quite young. And mm-hmm. well, some of us might have been on YouTube. I was actually at the time, um, but <laughs> I wasn't watching. Too. I wasn't watching things like that. And I wasn't understanding. I wouldn't have had a damn clue about any of that sort of stuff. But. I don't know. I don't think we're missing out on much by not being able to see it. So, I, I don't know. I, that plays into my mind a bit. And then there's the downside of, well, if someone who is notable and who had someone who was famous back then, you know, and people like Shane Dawson, they haven't, you know, a, appeared overnight. They've had a career that they've built upon year after year after year. They've been making content for ages. Maybe we should know. Maybe this should be... I don't know. And that's a it's a it's a moral conundrum that I can't really solve. It is. I think it's like an important and this is like with cancel culture in general. It's an important distinction between holding someone accountable, which is super important, and also being able to understand where that person came from and where they are now. So like for as an example, H3H3, I did not used to like their content because it was offensive to me. And as a woman, I did not appreciate, and as a feminist, I did not appreciate being attacked on the internet, really, by people who were older than me and people that I I couldn't possibly understand how they could feel that way. But it's important to have that background and have that knowledge in order for me to appreciate how much they've done and how many steps in the right direction that they have taken. To become good people. I don't know. Do you do do the Disney approach and say, here's something that we made, you know, 60, 70 years ago that's definitely not got a message that we want to send in today's society, but historically the context context is significant. We need to keep it in. Um, Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the way. Yeah. I I say it's less about, I think, preventing offense because you've done it. You can't undo something that you did mm-hmm. in the mid two thousands um, at all. As much as you you can try and scrub it, if you're small enough, you can get away with it. You can scrub it off the internet; no one will see it. But if someone's found that, yeah. that's haunting you for potentially forever. And I, I don't know. I think maybe we need to recontextualize it. Maybe we need to, to put a disclaimer. I don't know, and it bugs me that I don't know because I like having a concrete answer um, for this sort of thing. You know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm I, a, I am like, a 45 year old man after all. <laughs> I think like someone who had like a pretty good point on this was Jenna Marbles when she decided to leave YouTube because she did. She spoke about um, those videos that she deleted because she was like, I don't. There is a possibility of people seeing them now, and they are offensive and I don't want to hurt any more people than I already have. Yeah, sure. So she took that stuff down. But at the same time for her, it was important for her to vocalize what those videos were and why they were offensive and why she's taken them down so that people can see where she came from and how far she's come Yeah. in right. order to, to say I was making horrible, horrible content and 
and not even horrible, horrible content, like some stuff that was just lightly offensive, but it hurt one person and that matters to her now. It's good to get rid of the old content because a bunch of creators, when the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, all of the content creators that were around for a really long time and were saying really horribly racist stuff went through, backtracked and deleted everything. Deleted majority of their content, thousands and thousands of videos. Because they knew that they would get called out for it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and that isn't necessarily because they learned and because they yeah. become educated. That's that's a PR move. That's Exactly. That's a sensible move from a communications point of view is get rid of the evidence before someone else finds it. So... Yeah. But it's not like... But that that's the thing that was important with Jenna Marbles is that she could vocalise and say, this these are the videos I deleted. This is the content that they had in them and they were awful and I don't want to be known as that person anymore. But every other content creator deleted these videos and then went to sleep at night and was like, no one's ever going to find them. Like that's, I think that's the important part is like making sure that we're holding people accountable and having them understand why they, why they should delete the videos that they deleted, not just delete them because it's better for them the way that they look. Okay. So here's where I'm at because I, f- I believe in honesty and transparency. I want to hear more gossip. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing, right? So, so as awful as I think this whole thing is, we've come quite a long way in this podcast and I have a list in front of me with some names on it that Chloe hasn't talked to. And I'm just wondering, do we have time to squeeze these in in any way, shape or form? Because I want to know how Gabby Hanna, for instance, who's someone who I've heard of, who I didn't think had any drama associated with them, is on this list. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. You don't know anything. Oh, no. We have more. Okay. Jake and I have more to talk about after this. But, okay. I'll give you rapid oh, no. fire. No, no. Hang on. Don't tell opinion. me. No. Oh, am I going to be? Oh, this is going to be a sad, sad end to this podcast. I'm so sorry, yeah. folks. <laughs> All right, rapid fire my opinions on the rest of the people on this list. Gabby Hanna, kind of an icon in my opinion, pretty much Trisha Paytas 2.0. She needs, I think she's right about 50% of the time. People will not like me for that, okay? Wow. Logan Paul, absolute human garbage, but I genuinely do believe that he is trying to better himself personally, not just for the internet. Philip DeFranco, I think that he needs to like take several chill pills, but also being fat shamed is not a like an okay thing to happen to somebody and he was rightfully upset. Okay, that was everything that I had. <laughs> I have no context for half of this. I know, that's <laughs> why I love it. All right, my key takeaway from this episode is I still don't understand what's going on and I'm a 45-year-old <laughs> man and I'm threatened by everything. True. Okay, my takeaway is... I am so deeply passionate about things that like just don't matter. <laughs> like I'm waste I'm such a waste of space, but like it's okay. I'll accept it. If you've listened to the pilot episode, um, you'll appreciate what I'm about to say. If you haven't, please go and listen to the pilot season. Um, I'm gonna try that again because I fucked that sentence up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had the pleasure of listening to the pilot season, then please go and do that after this podcast. But trust me when I say this. We've talked about feminism. We've talked about really important issues on this podcast. Chloe has had an nth of the passion that she has brought to this episode <laughs> in any of that stuff. And she is devout feminist. We'll talk about it for hours. And I mean that. And yet, none of the passion. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's just an observation. 
Yeah, it's it's honestly is because it's all that takes up the space in my brain. My brain has no room left. I've watched like at least, oh, I don't even know, like a hundred hours of Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein talking to each other. And it's all, it's all stored up here, baby. And now I have a raging headache. I've been Jake. I have been Chloe. And we will see you next time on the Identity Crisis Collective podcast. Bye. Bye. Need a Panadol. <laughs>